Welcome, Rachel. It's such a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. <laughs> um, oh, as you know, I'm always trying to sort of cover, you know, people in the literary space who are doing uh, things uh, from a bibliotherapy perspective in terms of, you know, helping kids through literature and obviously your work as a child psychologist is just um wonderful like everything i've seen and read and you know your books um so you yeah. know i'm just gonna let um my clients and my audience uh, know who you are so rachel brace is an experienced psychologist children's book author and co-founder of stepping through which is an online educational and support resource for step parents and their partners She's published two books um, to assist children's uh, emotional adjustment to divorce and changed family circumstances. And um, she's originally from New Zealand um, and now lives in Sydney with her family and currently consults privately to children, parents and families on issues relating to separation and divorce, post-separation parenting, co-parenting and step-family living. And you can find out more about Rachel on Facebook and Instagram using the handle at Kinship Books and also via her website, www.kinshipbooks.com. So welcome, Rachel. And like I said, I was really fascinated by your work, both as a psychologist and as a children's author. And in particular, you know, I really like the concept of your two books, you know, um, Max's Divorce Earthquake and Harriet's Expanding Heart. I thought they were just both so um, wonderful in navigating the issues that you know, children face these days, especially with regards to you know, families, um, not so much breaking up, but maybe reorganizing themselves in a different format or structure. And um, yeah. I think that sort of literature is really needed. Um, so I would love to like, just hear a little bit more about, about the story and then also like your motivations to write the book. Um, and just so that our, you know, our audience can find out a little bit more uh, about them and how they could be helpful. Oh, well, yeah, well, I mean, I love reading um, and I do think books way to help children understand and process like difficult and sensitive things. And there's a lot more books coming out about topics like divorce or separation and, 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 and death and, and all of those kinds of topics that are hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess when I was, when I was, when Max's Divorce Earthquake kind of first came to mind, I was really struggling though to find a book that didn't just talk about the processes of divorce or the court processes or, or mm. how it happened, because it can be different depending on where you're living. Uh, yeah. And I just wanted something that just focused on the emotions that kids yeah. might feel and, and something yeah. that also spoke to the body signals, you know, the things that give us clues yeah. to what our emotions or feelings might be. And, and I wanted it to kind of just be a bit generic. Right? It didn't matter where you were when you were separating or your parents were breaking up. And, and it didn't really matter the arrangements that your parents agreed to for separation, mm. but it was just about the things that kids might feel when they're moving between two homes and that sense of everything's changing, you know, like shaking like an earthquake and, and feeling, you know, that nothing's ever going to be right again. So, you know, I guess it, wanting that, not finding that kind of, yeah, I, I put pen to paper and, and luckily I work with some really great kids who, who share lots of their, you know, thoughts and feelings. And I was able to kind of 
use that to come up the storylines. Yeah, no, which is great. I think, you know, having read the books, I felt that you were really equipping um, children who read the books with the emotional literacy that they need to sort of express how they're feeling, because they might be feeling yeah. it, but they just don't know what the word is or how to label the emotion, which I think is so wonderful. Yeah. And also within the book, there's that you're holding a space for them that's safe you know, to kind of explore yes. these emotions. Yeah, Which yeah, is- absolutely. You know, it's, it's, a, it's hopefully, you know, kids get that message that there's no right or wrong way to feel. You, you feel yeah. what you feel and those feelings will come yeah. and they will go and, and that it's okay. No, there's yeah. no, you don't have to feel a certain way and you're certainly not the only one that's ever felt this way. And, and knowing that and can really help kids to not feel so alone, I think, as well. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. There's not like you should do this or you should do that. It's just, it's okay. Whatever. Yeah. It is. yeah which is so, which is just wonderful. Um, and what I liked about Harriet's expanding heart was that, um, you know, you talk about family blending and I think that's really important because mm. a lot of the times you just focus on the breakup and then that's it. But there hasn't been as much literature about family blending and you know, step families coming together. And I think that's a really important issue because there's so much adjustment that's needed. And I think children need yeah. representation through, through the literature. So, yeah. And look, I think certainly here in Australia, and I happen to think that it's different anywhere else, but yeah. step families are one of the fastest growing types of family units oh. uh, because there is such a high rate of divorce and separation and, and, and people are repartnering and, and have, having children in, in various kinds of circumstances. So I think, yeah, there is a gap, but I think the more common it's becoming, the more resources, hopefully, families and, and children will have access to and, and the more stories that are out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, again, it, it came from a need. I needed a book. It kind of fit in with, like, what happened beyond the divorce and separation. And, and yeah. yeah, so I, I thought I'd try for round two. <laughs> yeah. No, which is great. I think they go really well hand in hand um, because it almost feels like Harriet's Expanding Heart is the sequel to, you know, Max. Yeah, yes. <laughs> So it's, it's and yeah. yes, right. I think, you know, the institution of marriage or partnership is being challenged. And I think there's several ways to real, you know, to organize yourself as a family. So it's great that you've captured, captured yeah. that. Um, and yeah. I guess, you know, what, what would be your sort of key messages that you'd want people to take away from, um, from the two books? I guess just like what we touched on before, just that there's never any right or wrong way to feel when things are changing or yeah. when families are changing, uh, you know, to let them know that mixed emotions are okay. They're not comfortable. Uh, and we certainly, you know, I guess no one ever wakes up one morning and says, today I want to feel jealous and angry and sad. Um, but yeah. if you have those feelings, it's perfectly okay. And they will come and that they will go. And, how you feel about your changing family circumstances one day or about new family members for, for that instance, you know, might be different to how they feel next week or the week after that. Yeah. So, you know, I guess some of those, some of those general themes are what I would hope that, that kids and their parents um, yeah. can just take away from the books. Yeah, exactly. And what do you think are some of the key emotions? Is it sort of grief or anger or maybe some anxiety and yeah, I think I think all of those. I mean, I think the big one is grief and loss, and that can come out in in, in so many different ways because 
for the most part, when divorce happens, um, especially for, say, older kids and, and things like that, the ending of the life that they've yeah. Only, it's the only life they've ever known yeah. um and that's that that's lost uh, and yeah. it can be it, yeah absolutely and and a variety of different uh feelings I think like what you mentioned anxiety anger relief for some kids yeah. sadness um guilt uh is can also be a big one for kids who, who you know, tend to think that they've done something or, or yeah. that they haven't done something yeah. Uh, so yeah, there, there's normally a, a variety of different uh, feelings, and sometimes you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't always have the words to talk about it either. Doesn't mean they're not feeling it; they just don't yeah. know how to talk about it. So yeah, and this is why yeah. some your work is so important, and the literature you've written is so important. Uh, so so no, so thank you for that. Um, and mm. you know, are there any other sort of challenging issues that you've come across? Um, as part of your work, you know, in this space, in the sort of divorce separation space that, you know, is, yeah. you talked about, needs to be written about, I don't know, um, you know. Being, oh, oh, golly, where to start? I guess, you know, I work in quite a unique or a niche uh, market. So mm -hmm. I primarily work with people who are going through divorce and separation who are in high conflict. One of the things that, that kids really, really struggle with is loyalty binds and, mm -hmm. and loyalty conflicts. Yeah. Um, and I think parents sometimes, uh, you know, no one's ever parenting their best when they're going through massive change. You know, you're never your best version of yourself when you're going through something awful uh, like divorce or separation. And, and I think sometimes for children, they can get too caught up in the adult stuff. One, because adults are perhaps not having appropriate boundaries or uh, letting their own emotional feelings about what has happened cloud their judgment of what their children need in that moment. And that can cause a whole lot of challenges for kids who, you know, safety issues aside and, and yeah. they love mum and dad, warts and all. That's the beauty of kids, right? That, that they, they love us even when we're perhaps, you know, um, undeserving. Uh, or, or we make mistakes so um, it can be really tough for kids in that situation yeah I think so and I think you know they've managed to I think children sometimes take on so much of you know parental stress and emotions and anxiety and um, yeah I think it's you know it's so important for parents to be able to look after themselves um in this oh. sort of, you know so that they can if they're if they're okay then their children will be okay you know I mean it's that sort of you know, strategy. Yeah. you've got to look after yourself first before you can. Yeah, um, yeah. It's that it's that age old analogy of put your own um, uh, oxygen mask on before yeah, exactly. you put your children's yeah. oxygen mask on. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So so key. Um, so yeah. So maybe we'll see some more some more um, you know books around around that helping children with that helping parents with that. Uh, so that would be that would be really helpful. Um, and obviously, as a, as a bibliotherapist, my favorite question to ask people is, you know, what's what's been a life changing book for you? What sort of inspired you um, through, throughout your life? Yeah. Something that stands out for you? I don't know if there's been one book that's like just had a life altering effect on me, but there's certainly been books that have like stuck me um, or that have resonated with me and I think it's probably because they've triggered something emotionally in me so I mean Eden Blyton when I was a kid and the famous yeah. five oh my god like I they're, 
their curiosity, their independence and, and their ability to be brave, mm-hmm. you know, in the face of danger and, and, you know, what was it, ginger beer and lashing, or lashings of ginger beer and ham sandwiches yeah. or, or whatever it was that <laughs> Aunt Fanny always made for them. So I guess, you know, those types of books, just the ability to take you away to a different place and yeah. kind of breed your imagination were great. And then I was kind of thinking there was one book, there's a couple, of books as an adult um empty cradles by margaret humphreys who again was a british social worker um and yeah like that book it was around uh in the world world war ii when uh the government's policy to send children overseas um because it was cheaper to care for them overseas than it was to look after them uh in the uk and they did it quite often without telling the parents and they would tell the children that their parents had died and and she uh, stumbled across this literally stumbled across it and investigated it and kind of brought it to life and tried to reunite some of the children who were adults and elderly people in their own rights with their parents and wow. reading that book I just had tears like it, it was Why didn't the parents look after the kids what was what was the reason well, I think one, because of the war and the bombings and they were oh, trying to send the children away from, from the, the danger areas wow. and parents were work, working or going to war or, or whatever was happening in that time. But I remember at the time reading it and I've kept the book in my bookcase um, and it's one that I always, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But again, I think it's had had an emotional connection and yeah. I don't know, I've ended up working in, in child protection. So I don't know, maybe wow. it had the bigger impact oh, on me than what I thought. Well, I guess, right? In that for those children and, and for the parents. Yeah. And, um, yeah. These are, I mean, these are all important yeah. stories that, that need to be told, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, well, that's great. And so what was what was the title of the book again? That one was called Empty Cradles. Empty Cradles. Okay. Empty Cradles. Yes. Oh, yeah. great. I'm gonna yeah. go. <laughs> yeah margaret humphreys yeah was the, the social worker and i think she authored the book as well yeah yeah really good one. Oh, gosh yeah definitely gonna put that on my tbr <laughs> to be honest <laughs> thank you and no i mean rachel it's been wonderful i mean my only other question would be what's next for you are you gonna are you writing another book are you planning to write another book uh what yeah other projects in this space yeah, I've kind of got two on the go that are in the draft pages, but one's um, about the transitions that change over. So when kids are moving between their two homes um, and, and how they feel. And, and again, most of my books or the ideas behind my books have an emotional underlay. It's about emotional um, coaching. Uh, yes. So that's one's no different. Yeah. And then the other one that I'm kind of working on as well, which is, is very rough, um, but it's around... In a step family, um, when um, when the parents have a baby, an owl baby, it's you know uh, they have a baby between the two of them and their relationship, and that yeah. child stays in the family home, but their siblings, their half siblings, or even their step siblings move between two homes, but they're the one that's kind of always there and left behind, so to speak. Yeah. So that's interesting. Looking at their thought about it like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, looking at their emotional um, experiences wow. of that situation as well. Yeah. So that's also, the if the if the half sibling who's come who isn't the sibling of both parents or who's in the child of both mm. parents. I mean, it must also feel a bit threatening to have the our child who's who's got both parents. Yes. <laughs> you know, 
So that's probably quite yep. a dynamic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is a challenge that step families do yeah. face is that, you know, these insider outsider roles where people leave and come back and how they reintegrate themselves, especially if they're only going to be there for maybe um, two or three nights before they go back to their other house. It can have an effect on everybody in both households. So, yeah, challenge. Gosh, it's so needed, I think especially for the children it's so important I mean yeah I remember books probably when I was younger being my sole comfort because you know we're not used to speaking to a therapist at that age or yeah we can appreciate talk therapies as much but the literature you just connect with straight away um so yes the really important books um so thank you for your work and everything that you're doing in the space you know, it's, it's great oh thank you it helps you lots of people out there. <laughs> yeah. Books are amazing. So, you know, being a, a well, a, a bookworm for a while, yeah, I the healing power of books is something that I feel very strongly about. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice to be talking to a, somebody else who feels that way as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally on the same page as you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's been such a pleasure to have you. Um, and, um, you know, we look forward to, you know, your future, future work. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed our chat. Thank you. Thanks, Rachel. Speak soon.